This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello. Welcome <clears throat> to the show. Caps fans, we've got a good uh, little playoff recap for you. Some NHL awards talk. Some Capitals re-signings, uh, and some pretty fucked up news that has come out of the Chicago camp. So, before we get into that, I have to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, as it's not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. It has plenty of instructions for new betters and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will, too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited live only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that is code THPN, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code THPN and thank us later. Thank us later. <laughs> all right. Polly, after all that, I need a drink. How about you? Yup. One, two, three. All right, Capstones. Well, <clears throat> just a quick uh, quick update. Both series, the Tampa Isles series and the Vegas Montreal series, are now tied 2-1 to one with Vegas winning two late. To two. To, oh, I'm sorry. 2-2 two to two because that would be a tie. You can't tie 2-1. Yeah. Uh, and... The 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 Vegas series just got tied up. Montreal up to one, lost the game in overtime with a uh, WA goal, which is kind of weird to hear if you're a fan like we are. Yeah, and against WA's original team. Wow, Patrick WA's original team. Right, and what is his name? Is Nick WA? Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, mm, whatever. Uh, <coughs> He ends it in overtime, um, and and wins the game two one. Uh, big goal. Vegas is not going to lay down here, which is what we were hoping was going to happen. Yeah, I mean Montreal looks good. They're competing. They're controlling a lot of the game. Game four for New York. I really feel like they controlled that game. I know Tampa made a nice uh, surge in the third. Uh, and then let's talk about that save by Pollock. So, oh, yeah. you know, I think it was McDonough gets the puck and Varlamov challenges him with like three, I don't know, five seconds left. Right. And it even looked like he had a good opportunity if he shot then, but he fakes the shot, does a spinorama and goes for the backhand and he would have scored. Is it Brian Pollock? I don't know. Well, anyway, 
he comes in, you know, drops to a knee, gets his hands down there, and literally with like a second on the clock, keeps the puck out of the net. I mean, that's the kind of stuff when you win the cup, that's like your one of your main highlights. It's Ryan Pollock. And right. what a, I mean, the way that he blocks this too is like handling a small baby bunny. Yeah. Like he's got like two hands out, like sticking one. I mean, he was the concentration there yeah. and watching him eye this thing down and like make absolutely sure that shit doesn't go in the net was, uh, definitely next level. Yeah. And it, it shows that he was completely focused on the puck. He wasn't just being there to be a body. Like he was watching where that puck came off his stick. He was, he was ready to take a puck to the face. Like yeah. he was, he was ready. You know, I'd be interested to see if he's got a base baseball background because that's you know, it's like fielding an in ground or an infield yeah. grounder. Right, right. Yeah, that's a very, it's uh, a, it's a really good analogy. <clears throat> yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, good stuff. I'm glad to see New York battling back uh, in this <clears throat> in this series. Sad to see Montreal drop one to Vegas. That's fucking brutal. I mean, a 3-1 lead is so much different from a tied series, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Who knows what Vegas comes out with? I mean, Vegas, I mean, th- their coach said, fuck it, we're going with Leonard Fleury, uh, you're backing up tonight. And now he, that idiot looks like a genius. I mean... You've got two great goalies and you pick one or the other and, and you know, stupid ass Vegas fans and, and other hockey fans, I'm sure are going to think that that's going to be a big monumental decision. But I think in aggregate, you know, we talked about it. I think it was a mistake. I would have probably started Flurry, But at the same time, if Flurry's not feeling well, if he's, you know, I don't know, I'm not privy to a lot of information. Um, what was just glorious, though, was to hear everybody just stroking, just gas and flurry up like as hard as possible with with much vigor. And then in talking about his uh, puck handling skills and how he's the difference for the game. Yeah, his puck handling skills were the difference of the game. I yeah. don't know if these motherfuckers have been watching Flurry's entire career, but Jesus Christ, he has been a terrible puck handler. His entire career. I mean, it's gotten better. It's gotten better, but you know, there were he's blown many a game from playing the puck when he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, it wasn't even. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it was to the point where he wouldn't even come out and, and stop the the hard rounds because <laughs> they were just ripping about it. Um, so good, I guess, for Flurry to have come as far as he has come. But if I'm the Knights, I am not wanting... If I'm his defenseman, I am not wanting him to come play pucks. I don't like it when the fucking goalies, you know, get out of their lane anyways. You know, especially being a defenseman myself. So... Yeah. You know, stay in the net. Tell me who's coming. Other than that, just stop the first shot. Exactly. Stop (laughs) pucks. Direct traffic. Right. Right. Um, Have you ever had a goalie? Have you ever had a goalie, Paulie, that... uh, had like a really whiny voice and would and would yell at you to clear the puck like get it out of here (laughs) clear it 
No. I You've mean, never had a goalie like that? No. Really? No. No shit. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've got a couple. Like, with this one kid in house league. He was actually pretty pretty good. Uh, but he would always, like, I would always hear him, like, clear it, clear it. And, it, you know, we were in high school or whatever, but we were younger. I mean, I think this was probably Bantam. Yeah. And I was, and he, you know, I didn't hate him or anything, but he would always scream like, like squeal like that. And I would always just be like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Clear it. Um, And then I had a beer league goalie who you've played with. He would have meltdowns. Oh, oh, dude. Remember this guy? Remember this guy? He would have a, uh, he would just, he would let like a bad goal in and he would let several of them in a game. He was, he was not very good. I mean, he was a nice guy, but you know, not a great goalie, uh, which is fine. It's beer league. You know, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to, not going to call you out live or anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to say that on a podcast that has like five to six different listeners. <laughs> I, all I'm going to say is, that, I mean, but here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> There would be times where he'd be having a bad game and this guy would have like absolute meltdowns, slam his stick, like, I don't know, call timeouts randomly. Like he, absolute nutcase. And he would always yell at us, get it out, get it out. Yeah. I remember who you're talking about now. (laughs) It was our previous team. Yeah. And team was great. Dude wasn't a bad dude at all. Uh, but come on, man. Like, you remember this, right? You remember this kid yeah. and how he was. Yeah. And that is, like, dude, if you, I mean, taking L's in beer league sucks, but it's not, like, going to ruin my day. This definitely ruined this guy's, like, it. the way he reacted ruined his life. Yeah. Uh, and some of, you know, he would be playing an amazing game and let one in, a soft one, and we'd still be in it. Uh, but he would, uh, he would have, I mean, that would be, over, and then you knew anytime you see the goalie acting out and like having a meltdown, I'm on the other end of the ice, the other team, like, Oh, I'm padding stats tonight, dude. Yeah. Everything's I'm shooting everything. Right. Right. Red line in it's clap bombs as high <laughs> and hard as I can get them. <laughs> mm. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's get through some, like some all of the news and then we'll kind of circle back around to the, the whole Chicago thing. But Gerard Gallant agreed to be the next coach, of the New York Rangers uh, team source said Monday Gallant coached the fucking team Canada to an IHF 2021 gold and took Vegas to the cup in 2018. Brutal. Uh, talk about coaching for your job. I mean, this guy uh, fired by, by the Knights last season. Correct. Comes out, gets this job, playing with Canada. I bet he told them to throw, like, the first five games. Just throw the first five games. Make, make me look, look good, good, boys. And then, uh, you know, we're going to go out and win the fucking gold medal. What the fuck? Who, who, who? <sighs> were you now? Who, who? Who? Uh, <laughs> I, no, but, like, I, Okay. I don't believe that the, the IH, the, the World Cup or the, uh, the, the cup win here, the, the international play with Team Canada was anything really. I mean, to, to, 
it may have been the cherry on top of the hire, but I think that the Rangers are probably looking at him pretty closely before oh, they yeah. even fired. Uh, I'm Quinn, sure. Right? Yeah. I think Gallant is, has proven himself as like an upstart team uh, kind of guy. You know, somebody who's going to resonate with the players, who's going to be a player's coach, uh, who's going to get success immediately, right? So the Rangers here have to think that they are ready to make a push into the playoffs. I think they'll be a playoff team next year. Yeah, I think so too. What do you think of this move? I mean, with Gallant. I mean, because now think about it. There's still Babcock, I mean, on the on the fucking waiver wire. There's a couple other really good coaches out there. Um, but I think that like Gallant's going to be the one that's going to let the players do what they need to do. Yeah, I mean, since he's been fired, everyone on Twitter is convinced he's he was the best available guy. Right. And I know a lot of Caps Twitter was pissed we didn't hire him. He was not the best available guy. He was. Labulat was. Um, but, you know, I, I think he is – that seems to be his, his wheelhouse is – Getting a team over the hump, you know, getting them, getting them started, and the yeah. Rangers are in that point of their very accelerated rebuild that they're ready to right now. Yeah, and he probably is that guy. Yeah, and I mean, he's kind of shifted his kind of his mo into being more of a um, more of a. a Immediate results guy, kind of like Laviolette. Yeah. You know? So, hey, uh, anxious to see what they're going to put out uh, next season. And welcome back to the NHL, Gerard Gallant. Yeah. <laughs> we, knew that the, we knew that his hiatus wasn't going to be long, though, right? I mean, he was definitely among the top candidates, period. For sure. Uh, to, to, for, the, for the coaching positions. Yeah, and it's not like he had any bad stuff come out like Badcock right. did. Exactly. Right. Uh, <laughs> the home of the Winnipeg Jets will be renamed Canada Life Center on July 1st as part of the 10-year sponsorment agreement with Canada Life and True North Sports Entertainment, which owns Manitoba of the uh, Amer- the Moose of the American Hockey League. Yeah, the Moose. The Manitoba Moose. Um, okay. That's a weird little news bit there. I don't. What is Canada Life? I don't know. Okay, yeah. Well, if you're a Canadian, please fill us in on whatever the fuck Canada Life is. I mean, it's a weird name. Anyways, uh, Dougie Hamilton is uh, permission from the Hurricanes to talk to other teams before possibly becoming an unrestricted free agent next month, according to multiple reports. Um, I did see a tweet about this from our friend Andrew from the Short Shift Podcast, and the first comment was, I'd be okay with letting him back. I think he's learned his lesson. Fucking Bruins fans, dude. He learned his lesson what? He wanted to go see some fucking museums and and the fucking team uh, castrated him for it. And ostracized him out out of the whole fucking group because he wanted to go see museums instead of like, I don't know, getting a steak at the local nice steakhouse. Like, what? Yeah, that's... I mean, you remember this, right? You remember the whole, like, Dougie Hamilton is not a team player because he doesn't want to, like, participate with, the, like, the off-ice activities that the boys are doing. Yeah. You know, you and I, we're like, okay, let's go get drunk with the boys. Dougie Hamilton's like, you know, I'm going to go see a museum, and, and, you know, I can respect that. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at a guy for that. Yeah. 
I mean, in fact, if he was like, oh, let's go see a museum, and if it was a cool museum that I wanted to see, I would definitely go see it. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably be with him so he doesn't have to be alone. Yeah, uh, and I mean, if he wants to do it solitarily, I mean, maybe he's like, no, I'd rather just go alone. Then, yeah. like, all right, fine, fuck you, dude. Like, let <laughs> you know, like, let people be themselves. Yeah, uh, and okay, we're overblowing the whole museum thing, yeah. but there's definitely, like, a mention as to, like, He's not a team player. And you know what? Maybe he's way more of a dick in the locker room. Uh, What we do know is that he's likely going to command quite a high salary. Probably like the John Carlson. I mean, he is the dollar store John Carlson. So I would say he's probably in that range of like eight or nine million a year for the rest of his career. Um, Yeah, I think this is interesting because both he and Carolina said they wanted to make it work. Yeah. And then this news came out. I mean, he he still may sign with Carolina. Yeah. You know, Carolina has his rights until free agency opens up on July 28th. So they could come to something or even come to something afterwards, maybe after he talks to teams and realizes that maybe the teams that are, you know, maybe he doesn't want to go there or, you know, the museums aren't good in the area or... Yeah. I don't, I don't, he'd be, it'd be great for him to come to DC. Yeah. It is the great museums in DC, right? Uh, he'd just have to take like a league minimum. Yeah. <laughs> with the right. cash space we have available. Um, so that being said, uh, you know, I, um, it's, it's a bit mind boggling. I mean, you want to, I, I feel like the Hurricanes have such a young team in general. Uh, I think one of their biggest assets is they have, uh, they, or at one time, you know, and they still do have like a, a young defensive core that's highly promising. You want to have that veteran there. Exactly. To yeah. anchor, right? Yeah. And if they have the cap space, they should spend it on them. Yeah. That's, that's what I feel. Uh, they're not a lot of veterans on that team. No, not uh, really. Jordan Stahl, right? Yeah. That's it. That's the only veteran I can really think of, and they just acquired him. Well, he's been he's been there for a few years. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Because um, there was actually a time where they brought their little brother up. I think Jared, yeah, Jared, Eric, three. and Jordan played together. I was just trying to think which Stahl brother went to the to the to Buffalo for like Eric. Some, Eric, that's right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, sorry. Um, Pecorini of the Na- of the National Predators on Monday won the King Clancy Trophy, awarded annually to the player who is the best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and made noteworthy humanitarian humanitarian contribution to their community. So good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad to see it. I think this is the first time he's ever won it, but I know that he's. Uh, He's been in the running and, and has been and doing some good job, doing a good job down in Nashville. Oscar Limbaum, shoe in for the Masterton. I mean, you could have called that one. Yeah. Uh, dude beat like some pretty bad cancer uh, last year, came back last year. Had a good and, season. Yeah. And, and play this year well. Yeah. So good for him. Who's next, boy? Kevin Hodgson. He uh, won the Willie O'Ree uh, Award, and that 
is for his 15 years uh, of service as the executive director of Heroes, the Hockey Education Reaching Out Society. And that empowers at-risk youth, and it um, it off in its offshoot organization, Superheroes, which provides boys and girls living with physical and cognitive challenges in in jeez oh, an <laughs> inclusive and safe hockey environment. Um, so you know he's helping people that are struggling both. Um, you know, with bodily situations and with cultural situations. So, you know, making the game more accessible to more people, I mean, that is like the epitome of what this award is. Yeah. Growing no doubt. the game. Absolutely. So good for him. I mean, 15 years, uh, that's a, it's a long run. Yeah. Definitely dedication there. Um, Barkov wins the Selkie. Uh, okay. You know, I think that he's, I don't, I never, I don't hear a lot about Barkov anymore, uh, other than some highlights or whatever. But it's interesting to see that, uh, he has, you know, I, I think that you don't hear a lot about his defensive play. Yeah. I had never heard about it until he got nominated. Right, and then we're continuing the trend of not letting a winger win the Selkie with uh, Mark Stone here again being snubbed. Yeah. So, you know, good for you, NHL. Uh, Jacob Slavin wins the Lady Bing. Very cool. Uh, good sportsmanship there. That's the whole Lady Bing thing. Uh, Slavin, that's uh, also, he's a Carolina Hurricane as well. Yep. And one of the younger, at, you know, well, now he's a little older, but... He, a guy who's kind of coming into his own there in, in Carolina. Rod the Bod Brindamore wins the Jack Adams. I think that's pretty well deserved. Yep. You know, it's pretty cool to be a Stanley Cup champion as a player and then win the Jack Adams award. That's cool. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm sure. that, that's got to be pretty rare. And with this Jack Adams um, award winning season, he has agreed to stay with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I'm not sure how long, but, you know, the whole thing about Brindamore was that he didn't need the job and he signed on and did it anyways. Uh, ownership courted him, right? So he wasn't even an applicant. They literally reached out and was like, please uh, coach these these guys. And, and this is his first, uh, first head coaching gig and I think only coaching gig. I mean, the guy <clears> – <throat> here, the, you know, the thing with it is that uh, – uh, I didn't know that I, I figured that he was going to be a placeholder coach. Yeah. You know, we talk about it all the time in this podcast about like, uh, well, this is the developmental coach or the coach that, that is cheap, that has some name brand recognition, or at least is trying to get his feet wet as a head coach. And then, you know, he's going to get shit canned when they're ready to make a real run. And I thought, I thought that Rod Brindamore was going to be that guy foolishly. Um, but, through talking to our, our Canes rep on the, uh, on the Washington, or I mean, on the, on the cap, or hockey podcast network. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's been, it's been a long night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but they, uh, he, he had said that, you know, this is something that he's, he's for real. And it, Jack Adams, the uh, Jack Adams win kind of shows that. Yeah. <clears throat> 
You have the NHL fan awards here. Anything good? Um. Oh yeah, I uh, I guess I could click on that. While you're pulling that up, I'll. Uh, so the the Kraken supported an event in Seattle. It's the Seattle Pride Hockey Classic, and it is you know aimed at promoting hockey opportunity in the LG LB GTQ plus community. Um, it was a two day event. Um, and you know, it's just good to see that Seattle is already making its mark in the community. And this is a very, you know, a good cause, you know, letting people know that no matter what differences they have from quote unquote main street, mainstream athletes, they're welcome and they they have a place. So, you know, good on Seattle and this is an example of the NHL doing hockey is for everyone. Absolutely, no doubt, no doubt. Um uh really cool to see. I mean making a splash in, in a different way. Yeah. Seattle is. Uh Jason Spezza signed a one year contract with Toronto and I'm looking over these, and, and by the way, a correction to what I said earlier is that Rod Rindemore was the assistant coach for, is a development coach and an assistant coach for the Hurricanes in 2011. And then, you know, in 2018, he got the head coach job. But at the point that he got that job, I mean, he'd been in that role for seven years. I mean, he, he was pretty happy with it, apparently, and did not need to get go for the head coaching job. They asked him for it, so... Uh, good stuff. <clears throat> but to this NHL uh, Fan Choice Award, um, this is stupid. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> it's like um, the Kids' Choice Awards, like that Nickelodeon thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, the best assist. Uh, Nick Suzuki wins the best cat. It is a cute cat. It looks terrifying. Um Best Sellies, Patrick Kane. Best Dog, Alex Tuck. That is a cute dog. Um, best Dressed, Patrice Bergeron. I mean, he's just lucky Lundquist didn't get to play this year. Right. Um, best Goalie Mask, Carey Price. That mask is pretty cool. Like Terminator shit going on. Yeah. Um, best Miked Up Player, Fat Pat Maroon. Um, <laughs> a Sparky Skydive. I mean, come on. The well, that goal of the year, Barzell through. The, I mean, that was legs. legit. Yes. Okay, that's good. Nice. I mean, that's that's more of a relevant vote. Goal of the year, assist of the year. Right. Like, I mean, I like looking at the pets and stuff, but that's just like king <laughs> king of quarantine here. Mario what is that Ferraro. Who is Mario Ferraro? It's probably having to do with the social media. Uh, locker room legend David Pasternak. I mean, most interesting man, Brent. Brent. This is stupid. Save of the year, Mark Andre Foot. All right, I'm done with this shit. This is stupid as fuck. Um, <clears throat> hey TJ, we're with you. Let's go Islanders. Yeah, got TJ Olson chiming in. Let's go Islanders. Tune into uh, Thursday's episode where I do a little bit of a deep dive on. Uh, a possible Islanders Montreal matchup in the finals. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just previewing it early for no apparent hmm. reason. 
Well, um, while we're at it, I'll, I'll give you what I'm, I'm going to talk about. So yeah. today, as we record, yeah. it is June 20th, which is West Virginia Day. It is the anniversary of West Virginia becoming 35th state. Um, and I'm going to talk about a kind of well-rounded, um, no, I guess a better, a broad, not necessarily in-depth history of hockey in the state of West Virginia. And with that, I'm wearing a shirt from like 1993, the Wheeling Thunderbirds. Uh, thank you, Uncle Bobby, for giving me this today. Um, shout out, Bob. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the cooler logos, this Thunderbird. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they had to change their name. I love the, like, the action, bing, like, thing of the stick and the puck hitting each itself. Uh, folks, we'll, we'll have to post an Instagram photo yeah. or something for you to check out there. It's but they, fucking ridiculous it, and awesome at the same time. They're now the Wheeling Nailers. They right. had to change their name in the 90s due to trademark dispute. Right. And uh, made popular by... Biz Nasty, who's on another podcast that you may or may not have heard of. Yeah. <clears throat> um, let's get into uh, just a little bit of Caps news real quick, and we'll stop bothering you. Uh, Captain graduated America's Vet Dogs training and is paired with retired Marine Sergeant Mark. Congratulations, Mark. You got a good dog there. Yeah. Congratulations, Mark and Captain. Yeah, looks like home. it'll be a, a nice duo. Yeah, awesome stuff. And I believe the Caps have another dog in the pipeline. Oh my god! Well, I was just telling my beating heart. I was just telling my wife today. I bet they just continue to sponsor a dog every time. Every time one graduates, they'll they'll get another. I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you? Right? It's such a. It's like such an awesome like. PR thing and marketing gimmick, and also you get a cute dog. Right. Like, imagine going to play hockey, and if our teams in which you're going to showcase here on Thursday from West Virginia had dogs in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, you even see videos and pictures of, like, during training camp, the guys would come over to the bench Get some kisses. Like, that's <laughs> right. nice. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> Capitals have re-signed forward Shane Gersich to a one-year, two-way contract. Um, he's 24, 14 points in the A this year. Six goals, eight assists, and 33 games with the Bears. <clears throat> Bobby Nardella, uh, two-year, $1.5 million contract. 25 years old? A little old there, Polly. Well, he's a Notre Dame boy. So, you know, like a lot of the college guys, he broke into the league a little later. Recorded 33 points, 7 goals, and 26 assists. It must be a, quite the playmaker or at least a heavy shot guy, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I think we know someone who would agree with you. Who? Richard Blosser. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, we have a quote from him that will 
error at some point in the future that he is an assist machine. Right. And this is why we're streaming so late and recording so late is we are banking a lot of episodes for the summer season uh, so that we can take some time off uh, and just kind of product. Yeah. Get you some evergreen stuff and, and some relevancy throughout the summer. So tune in there. Um, Michael Scarboza to a two year, two way contract. Looks like he's going to go for league minimum, <clears throat> which, you know, obviously depends on where you're at, but he's getting paid. Uh, 500K in the AHL as well. 400 and 500. 4, 425 and 500, uh, in respective years, 21, 22, and then 22 and 23 seasons. He's 28, uh, five games with Washington during the 20 and 21 season, had two assists, plus two rating. He's, you know, a, a tall guy. I mean, a, I'd say a middleweight in, in the league yeah. as far as the NHL goes. Um, 10 points, five goals, five assists in 14 games with the Bears. He was on the taxi squad for a while. Um, interesting player, you know, older. Uh, definitely what you probably like Gramps level or season vet in the AHL. Yeah. Um, so kind of giving it a, a last go here to try to make some, make a splash in the big club. Uh, finally, Garrett Pilon, a two year, 1.5 million. You know, everybody's making league minimum on the NHL for all these signings. Um, <clears throat> first year will be a two way deal, while the second year is a one way full NHL. Pilon's 23s made his NHL debut with his caps last season on May 8th uh, against the Flyers, and he recorded 16 points, four goals, 12 assists in 14 games. He was also a part of the taxi squad. You know, this has been a fucked up season because all these guys that we just re-signed had zero time to really play. Yeah. You know, they played 20 games max. Um, quite the disservice with the whole taxi squad. The only benefit that they did receive, though, is they got in front of the Washington coaches every day and they got to, you know, be a Rudy in practice. Right. Like that, like that reference, that Notre Dame reference there. I do like that. Rudy, good movie. Overrated. But, well, don't. (laughs) You're so pissed. Don't. You're so pissed right now. Um, Rudy is overrated, dude. I'm picking up my fingernails. I'm (laughs) picking He's going to fucking hit me. Um, <clears throat> just don't make, don't, don't call men. Okay? All right. All right. Just, fine. Just move fine. On. We're moving on from the overrated remark okay. about Rudy. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> uh, anyways, these are all kind of solid moves. Like bringing back the core. I mean, it bringing back the bubble guys, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard. To, it's, you can't get a read on them. But I think this is a good thing because this at least offers some stability. Yeah, and they were on the bubble for a reason. Exactly. Right. And look, Capstones, we always say, like, being a forward and even being a player in the Washington's pipeline, in the in the Caps pipeline, has to be the worst fucking feeling, right? Because you know you're good. I mean, look at Chandler Stevenson playing top line in Vegas right now as a center. We had him playing like wing yeah. here. We were, I, I mean, <clears throat> unbelievable. 
uh, and, and, you know, Burakovsky, Verona, I mean, all these guys, they're all going to be playing like top minutes. They were like third liners for us. Right. Third and fourth liners. Uh, you're not going to usurp Ovechkin in the top six for the next two years, at least, uh, probably the next three or four years. Same with Backstrom, same with Oshie. Uh, you know, you're going to have to be high in talent or at least a highly touted finisher like Sprong or Shiri or earn that spot, you know, depending on what happens with Kuznetsov. It's just such a shitty situation. Like there is no, unless you are an absolute standout stud and have the AHL stats to prove it, you're not going to crack that top six. You're looking at a, you're looking at a bottom six placement and, you know, if you don't go in and score a point per game playing 10 to 13 minutes a night, uh, you, you may not be invited back. Yep. That is a, that is tough. That is a, that's a incredibly poly. If, if you were given those standards in beer league, you may not be called back. I definitely wouldn't be. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't think I would. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's a lot to live up to at any level, and doing it at the NHL level is just so unfair. <laughs> Life ain't fair, man. Life ain't fair. It's brutal. Um, <clears throat> well, that's the updates, Caps fans. We'll be going live here in a second uh, to do our second episode. Again, we we've been banking some epies. Huh? Need to circle around to the bad news. I completely brushed over that. Yeah, so I guess we're going to hit you off with the bad news at the very end. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Polly, for not I mean, telling me earlier. There's a lot more detail to come out, so we can make this brief. Right. Caps fans, uh, <clears throat> I wanted to put this in the middle of the show, but I completely forgot and got carried away. Um, the Blackhawks have had some really, really bad uh, press come out about their 2010 Stanley Cup season. Uh a, a young player of who's unnamed, two of them actually, have come out and filed suit against the Hawks uh, for a sexual abuse of very odd proportions um, that involved a video coach. So yeah. a video coach basically coercing um, these players on two separate occasions uh, with alcohol, uh to do sexual acts. Um, and then also uh, blackmail attempts. Yeah. And, via and, text and message. Right. And then, um, you know, basically uh, strong arming or, or victim blaming this, these people into thinking that they were at fault. And, you know, this is a video coach. This is somebody who definitely holds your future in their hand. You know, if the video coach says, yeah, I don't know. I don't think these, I don't think he's got the jam uh, that holds water with uh, the entire coaching staff. Absolutely. You know, video coaches are incredibly important. Um, so important so that I've never had a video coach. Yeah. I mean, that just kind of shows what kind of players do and don't have video coaches. Right. And, and, the, and their, how valuable their input is and how valuable the position is. Uh now, the shittiest part about it is that one of the players, at least one of the players, had come to the 
Blackhawks organization and asked for, at the time, the Chicago police to get involved. And that request was denied and they were like, you need therapy and did that for the player, at least, I guess. But basically, the organization looks like they just brushed this under the rug. Yeah. Uh, lots of, that's a, it's a, it's a lot of skeletons to be pulling out of the closet at this point in time for that organization. It is. And, um, I'm sure we're just going to hear more and more about it as time goes on. So, uh, if you're, if you're interested, Google, Twitter, you'll be able to find it and I'm sure we'll hear more coming up. Yeah, it's it's interesting. There's not been a lot of chatter about it, uh, which kind of happens. I mean, you think about the Penguins who just had that whole Donatelli thing. Yeah, that was short lived. Yeah, not a lot of um, press on that either. It just kind of seems like the stuff keeps getting pushed aside. Where you know, uh, should probably crucify these people in the in the media. Yeah, to be completely honest. Uh, in public eye, but again, uh, it, it the the we don't like to, uh, you know. I, I think that we, Polly. I think we do a good job of like not, uh, I guess, passing judgment on the situation until we've got all the facts. Mm-hmm. But in the Donatelli case, the with Pittsburgh, it seemed pretty cut and dry, uh, and just by way of like how his career kind of fizzled out and, you know, he was asked to leave. Uh, and then with this Blackhawks thing, um, the guilty or the alleged guilty party um, of the abuse moved on to another team and actually got caught uh, doing this same sort of a similar sort of tactic with a kid. Like a 17 year old player. Yep. Um, he actually served probation and had a little bit of jail time, but I mean, he's, he's free now and has been free for like two years. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, he, he quote unquote moved on from the Blackhawks to do this and went to a junior team and you see the result there. Whereas the the Hawks, I mean, I kind of feel like if this is if this is all true, they're a party to this. They could have stopped this shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, similar cases are showing that you're not immune, even if you didn't do it. Case in point, Penn State. What do you mean? You know, uh, Paterno. Yeah, Paterno. You know, all that happened. You know. Things weren't reported. They went up the chain, but then didn't get reported. But the people who were in the chain still got in trouble because oh, yeah. they should have reported it when they found out. So yeah, that's what, what I'm saying is um, they're well, they're as as guilty as anybody else. Exactly. While the Blackhawks didn't do this, they knew about it and did nothing. Yeah, and and you got to think. I mean, you know. You go rob a bank and you're driving the getaway car and the guy inside shoots a bunch of people, gets in your car and you drive him away. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to jail for murder, but. Right. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's just how it works. Uh, so 
Okay. I mean, and you know, look, I'm not trying to, we're not trying to pass judgment, but I'll, I'll just say this. Read the information for yourself, folks, and make the, make the determination on your own. It does not look good, uh, for the organization, the Blackhawks organization, nor does it look good for the, for, for the, for the person that they blamed. Um, I mean, it, it, and it's certainly not good for the, for the victims. So check it out. Uh, I, you know, it, it's fucking shitty, man. I mean, cause it's, it's, you don't want to just like constantly tweet like, Hey, remember this happened? Like, uh, but these things just seem to be getting pushed under the rug. So. Let us know what you think about it, Caps fans, and uh, I think that's it. I know I'm kind of ending on a low note, but uh, we'll be streaming here right in, right in like 30 minutes as we get anything everything ready. Next week, the Hockey Troll Hip Check is going to feature a possible future matchup between the Islanders and the Canadians, and Polly Cupcakes is going to celebrate a little bit of West Virginia Day. Yes, Um uh- Happy West Virginia Day to my fellow Mountaineers. And Mountaineers are always free. Do the do the um the Latin thing. What's the Latin saying? Oh, it's uh, uh you're fucking up here, bud. It's like Monterey Semper Wow. Feely, I don't know. You're a fucking disgrace. You call I, yourself. I translated to English. Oh my god. Mountaineers are always free. Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Caps fans, rate the podcast. Five stars only. Five Thanks stars for listening. Only. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Church podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.